What is up, everyone? I'm Ryan from Fireside Knicks, and I'm here with Dylan today. We're talking about the Knicks just coming off of a back-to-back uh, back-to-back games. They swept those, and they won it. Uh, so they're in a great position with the five seed. Miami dropped the first two games following the All-Star break. So the Knicks have started to build a little bit of a cushion in that fifth seed, uh, or the sixth seed, excuse me. And they're vying for that fifth seed, man. I mean, they, they are in a pretty good spot this week to get themselves at least close uh, to that, uh, either close or even potentially get themselves ahead in, in the uh, uh, fifth seed this uh, this week. So they play a lot of really good teams this week. Um, I'm really excited to see how they stack up against some of the better teams or some of the teams that are kind of around them in the Eastern Conference. I'd say Boston's definitely better than them right now, but Miami and Brooklyn are teams that they're on your level. You are expected to beat them at this point, um, and, and this can change your playoff outlook. So um, the Knicks have played really well lately. Julius Randle's been awesome. There are a lot of different things to talk about from uh, – you know, the last two nights. But Dylan, first and foremost, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm doing good. And, you know, thank you for having me come on again. I'm ready to talk about some Knicks. And, you know, let's just get started. So you mentioned the, the Heat. You know, they lost their two games out of the break. Pretty bad losses, too. They lost by quite a bit. And games they've won their first two out of the break so the you know i really like where this team's going right now and also this week what you mentioned before they got a big game go, big games coming up they got boston on monday and then brooklyn and then miami so they got a big week coming up in that regard At right now with that stuff yeah i 100 percent agree in terms of the position we're at right now where the knicks not saying that you know this week is going to be do or die and that if they don't win this week or if they do win this week it, they either a are going to be the fifth seed or b they're never they have no shot the fifth seed but this week is definitely a pivotal week in that regard and knicks are in a position where they control their own destiny which i think is important here um you know you really want to avoid situations where you're relying on other teams to win or other teams to lose in order to put yourself in position to be in the fifth seed or the sixth seed. Um, you know, if they don't get the fifth seed, it's obviously not great. You'd prefer the fifth seed over the sixth seed, but I think the gap between the sixth and the seventh seed is obviously massive because of the play in. Um, so, you know, you need to make sure you're at least the sixth seed entering uh, the postseason. But they've gotten great performances lately from Julius Randle. Julius Randle is on a different planet right now. I don't really know how else to put it. He is absolutely phenomenal uh and he's been incredible for the Knicks all year but he's really turned it on lately when the Knicks have needed him most Brunson's come out the gate not as hot as he was uh in February but that's fine because again Randall's played so well what do you see about Julius Randall's game not just lately but this year in total that has um allowed him to you know really transform his game and I'd say even improve from where he was his first all-star year with the Knicks right so Randall's been phenomenal like you said, he's been phenomenal all year, but something I've noticed since the rotation change, really, he's turned it up on a different level. He's been just going crazy, really, to put it bluntly. He's been scoring very, very highly, and he's getting he's doing it efficiently, too. He's having one of his more efficient seasons in quite a while. And also, you know, he's doing it in all different parts of the court. He's shooting the threes well. He's getting into the paint. He's a monster in the paint and one machine. And he's, you know, he's hitting his free throws. That's a big thing I've noticed, especially clutch free throws. You know, last year he had that issue where he was, you know, missing clutch free throws when we need him most. He's making them this time. So that's a big step right there. 
And, you know, I just think it seems like he's just more into it than he was last year. Last year, you know, he'd have those moments where he just didn't really seem like he was into it, kind of seemed out of it a little bit. This year, he seems like he's much more in tune with everything that's going on. And he's, you know, he's just, it's paying off. He's having a great season, probably the best season of his career, really. He's, he's up to now 25 points a game, which is a career high. And he's, he's got the double figures and rebounds too. So in and night out, you're getting exactly what you, you like last year. You didn't know which version of him you were going to get right now, though. You know, he's going to get you probably like 20 plus points, get you close to, you know, eight to 10 rebounds a night. He's going to hit a couple threes. You, you, you know, he's going to get you that every night at this point. It's pretty standard when he gets, you know, nights like last night where he had like, what, 28 points, seven rebounds, like five assists, something like that. It's pretty standard at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the, the really the great thing about this, too, is he's doing this on the best efficiency of his career. Uh, you know, in terms of true shooting percentage, uh, or, well, not as of his career, but as, in his career as a Nick. And I'd also say the true shooting percentage is, um, I think it's the best of his career, in my opinion, because he's taking threes now, right? Like, not saying that, you know, putting up a high true shooting percentage is bad if you're a center, uh, but it's not as valuable because you're taking easier shots. Randall is taking eight threes a game, right? Um, and he's shooting nearly 35% from three. That tells you he's a guy that, you know, is going to shoot. He's not afraid to shoot. He is a guy who will definitely just pull up from beyond the arc, uh, you know, three seconds into a shot clock uh, and try to push some offense and, and he'll hit some of those. So, you know, looking at Randall's play this year, the offensive side of the ball, it, it's really been amazing to watch. As you mentioned, 25 points per game, an efficient 25 points per game. You you just can't, you know, that's, that's not something you can necessarily just replicate. Um, so I'm very, very, very uh, happy with his performances this season. And especially lately, he's put this team on his back. Um, but a player that we talked about, two players we talked about in the previous episode we did were RJ Barrett and Mitchell Robinson. And we talked about how important they are to the Knicks if they, when they, uh, you know, post all-star break, Mitchell Robinson coming back from injury and then RJ Barrett, you know, struggling a lot in the first half and kind of needing him to pick it up in the second half. I think the last two games, you know, we've seen both of these players, uh, have big shots in RJ Barrett in the fourth quarter, uh, in the first game out of the break against Washington. Um, and, and then you have, you know, you have what was an absolutely amazing defensive performance the last two nights of Mitchell Robinson in my eyes. These two guys have been pivotal for the Knicks these last two games. They haven't put up amazing stats or anything like that, but they've filled their role. Um, and, and kind of a really good way to put this is I think R.J. Barrett and is finally just playing good basketball. Um, what do you think about this these last two games for R.J. Barrett? How do you think these are important for his confidence? Uh, and where do you, how do you think that he can use this momentum going forward? R.J. Barrett, he's been, you know, great. He's... Last two games, he's been much better. He looks more in rhythm. Something I noticed against Washington, you know, he hit a couple big shots. But something I really noticed was the defense. He was much better defensively. You know, he seemed way more in sync. He was at, you know, a lot, lot more effective on that end, which was something that was giving him problems for quite some time. And, you know, last night against New Orleans, he had 25 points in a season high, seven assists, which, you know, is great. He was moving the ball, and he was scoring efficiently. He shot pretty well. And one of his more efficient nights from outside the arc, too, last night. And quite a while, he shot four of seven from three, which I think is big. Not just, you know, three-point shooting is great, but, you know, the fact that he's scoring at both the inside and the three-point efficiently is huge because we didn't really have that kind of – he didn't really seem like he was in sync for quite a while, which was a, which was definitely alarming, you know. It definitely needed to be addressed. And it seems like so far that slowly he's come out of the break in a much more better rhythm which I think is huge. He's, you know, we need him to play at his best to get a chance to jump to that fifth seed or 
you know, or even the fourth seed if we really can get red hot. But if we definitely want to reach like the fifth seed and get to the playoffs, I definitely need RJ to continue playing like how he did last night. I think that's the biggest thing right there. And you also touched on Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson came back from injury. He's posted two straight double doubles. You know, I think that's that's huge. He doesn't really look like he lost a step at all. You know, you always wonder, come back from an injury, if, you know, he's going to be a little slow or if there's going to be, you know, some things that are look a little off. So far, he looks great. You know, and I think, needless to say, the Knicks def- desperately missed his offensive rebounding, his defense, things like that. His, you know, just his force in the paint. I think they really missed that. And so far, you know, him having him back has been huge. We've, you know, right now we're at full strength. And I think, like, being at full strength right now is the best time to be at that because we need to start, you know, we need to just keep winning these games and get to the best spot we can get come playoff time and definitely build chemistry too, you know, with Mitch back. And now we have Josh Hart. So, you know, it just continues to build chemistry with the entire unit as a whole. And I think that's huge right there because then come playoff time, we could be a really scary team, which I definitely think is something that's possible. Yeah, this team is definitely in a position where at least, and I definitely agree with you there on how important RJ is to this team going forward. Uh, but I think that if you have a positive RJ Barrett in terms of impact, right? RJ Barrett's giving you positive impact night in, night out with this starting lineup. As you mentioned, you have depth, you have Josh Hart, Emmanuel Quickly, Isaiah Hardenstein, uh, and Obi Toppin coming off that bench. Um, this team is deep, right? Like this team, you know, if RJ Barrett can get it going, right, this team doesn't have a bad player in the rotation, right? And I think that's something that the Knicks have done so well this year. They have kept the rotation kind of clean in a sense of, you know, any players that you look at and say they're, they are a net negative on the floor. You need them off the floor as much as possible. Um, you know, that's played to their hand very well. You know, we've talked about Emmanuel quickly a lot. Emmanuel quickly is continued to be excellent right and you can't really ask for much more than that right you know he's a guy who just continues to play uh, at a really high level this team has a lot of guys who kind of glue in very well you know we've talked Hart kind of fills in a similar role even though Josh Hart hasn't had you know the two, you know the first two games that he also break have been positive impact games despite the fact they aren't as impressive in the stat sheet uh you know as some of his first uh as some of his earlier games as a Nick that's part of what being a glue guy is, right? You know, these guys can go out there and, and really not saying they can have bad games and perform well, but they can have, you know, not great scoring nights or they can be very passive on the scoring side of the ball, impact the game in multiple different ways. Um, and, and that's something you love to see. And, you, you know, you mentioned this with Barrett, just some of the big shots he's hitting, right? You know, kind of consistently all year, despite the struggles, he's hit big shots. This team has... Sh- you know, earlier in the year, they struggled with closing. I feel like lately they've looked a lot better in that regard. Even last night, you're like, oh, they're going to let this game get away from them. You know, they're up 27 and then, you know, Pelicans start chipping away and the Knicks slam the door on them, right? It's this team doesn't, not that they don't have, they're not going to blow any more leads or not that this team is never going to have a closing issue again, but I feel like they've taken a step up in the closing department. They have guys they can turn to, to get them big bucket buckets and it's kept the offense diverse. You know, if you're looking down this stretch, you know, these or especially this week, you're looking at, you know, games against Brooklyn, Boston, Miami, you know, these are teams that are going to be vying uh, for the sixth and fifth seed. Um, you know, who do you think in this offense is going to have a big week? You know, we've seen Randall have a, have big stretches, Brunson have big stretches. Is it one of those two guys? Is it someone else potentially in the rotation? Who do you think is going to have that big week and potentially propel the Knicks even further into the uh, fifth seed? Right. I definitely think it's Julius Randall. You know, he's just been like I mentioned before, on a completely different level. And I think he's going to continue to do just that with these games coming up. We saw last time the Knicks played the Celtics, Randall had like 37 points or something like that. A big night basically carried us all the way up to that, you know, that overtime victory. And I definitely think he's in line for another big week. 
as we go down the stretch. And something I've noticed at Randall, he seems like he's having a lot of fun, which was something that, you know, we didn't really see a whole lot of last year. Last year we saw, you know, quite a bit of, you know, tumultuous, you know, relationships he had with the team, whether, you know, it was the time against the Lakers last year when he got got at it with the coach and, you know, other times where he just, you know, seemed a little lethargic on the floor, walking slowly up the floor or not really, not really seeing like he was in tune. Right now he seems like he's having fun. And I think that was, I think I noticed last night when quickly threw that lob off the backboard to Randall, that was like the big time when I was like, yeah, he, he loves what's going on right now with this team. And I definitely think that's a huge thing going forward because if he's enjoy if, if your star player is enjoying his time right now, then it's only, he's only going to get better. And right. like I mentioned before, he's been just phenomenal and pretty much everything. And last night too, I noticed his defense. He, he would, he had Brandon Ingram in jail, basically, dude, he was, he was great defensively in that regard. And I, and Brandon Ingram's not no slouch. He's one of the better scorers in the NBA. So that's, that's a big thing right there. So if he can continue to do things like that and just be aggressive, attack the paint, shoot the ball well, he's in line for another big week. And I, I definitely think if he does have another big week, that can help propel the Knicks to another good week. And hopefully we gain more ground on Miami, you know, maybe even surpass Brooklyn if we, you know, take the win over them or if they continue to struggle. You know, and get up to the even the fifth seed, which, you know, before the season, I don't think many fans would have said we were going to be the fifth seed. But that's a real possibility right now. It's, and with the way they're going right now, I definitely can see it happening. Oh, yeah. And this team is this team's headed in the right direction, right? I think end of the day, I think we're climbing towards I've, I think I've said this before with like that ceiling of a team that doesn't have an MVP caliber player, right? They're reaching that type. They're heading towards that ceiling. We're like, they are playing about as good as you can play without one. They've been phenomenal really since they've cut it down to a nine-man rotation. They're undefeated since acquiring Josh Hart. You know, this team is getting hot at the right time. This, game, this team getting Mitchell Robinson. You mentioned Julius Randle and how he had Brandon Ingram in jail. This team's interior presence, it's, it's night and day with Mitchell Robinson on the court. Right. Because now Randall, you know, Randall and Hartenstein, not saying that they're, you know, Hartenstein's definitely not a bad defender. Uh, Randall, I wouldn't say I would trust him on a big man, you know, necessarily, because there is that level, just the, the size disadvantage there. But Mitchell Robinson's clearly the best interior defender of that group of three. Um, and he's shown it. Right. And now that you have him there, it makes, as you mentioned, a guy like Randall able to kind of, you know, uh, he doesn't have as difficult of a job in terms of interior um, defense. He doesn't have to carry as big of a load. Um, Mitchell Robinson is just kind of, I mean, he's hounded people on the glass. Another thing too is the rebounding, right? Some of those, re some of the offensive boards and defensive yes, boards. He's a monster down there. You know, he gets were not all those offensive those. boards, saves a lot of possessions, Absolutely. which I think is huge because, you know, second chance points are huge in today's NBA. You know, any team can light it up and get red hot and just drill you. So, you know, if you're having off nights from shooting, but if you have Mitch down there to help save those possessions and create second chance opportunities, that's huge. That goes a long way. And that's a big reason why, you know, quite frankly, the Knicks have never been out, really not been out of a game that often this year. You know, even like they may be up by a lot and they may come close. But when you really look at it hindsightly, they haven't really been out of a game this year. And I think a large part of that is because of Mitchell Robinson. You know, he's been you know, the offensive rebounding has just been phenomenal. He's basically just a, he's just a full on force down there in the paint. You could go for him for lobs. You go, you know, you can rely on him for the rebounds. He does basically everything you need him to do down there and be a traditional center, which, you know, not many teams have like a traditional center these days, but he's one of those. He's a really, really 
key piece, which is why getting him back right now in time for this playoff push was a huge step. You know, Hartenstein and Sims held down the fort really well when Mitch was out. You know, credit to them. They did great. But now that Mitch is back and he seems like he's healthy enough to, you know, continue to contribute, you know, we're in, we're in line for a good good run, really good run coming up. And I definitely think, like you know, like you said, just reiterate the point one more time, that Mitch is going to be a key piece going forward. And I definitely think, you know, he's a big reason why we've been as good as we are this year in the second chance opportunities and all that stuff. Yeah, no, there's a reason why this team is seventh in net rating in the NBA, according to ESPN. Uh, right? There, there's a reason for that. This team has lost, I think I'm counting here, I think maybe two or three games since December by a margin of over 10 points, right? Like, that's crazy. This team loses This team loses close and wins big, and that's a sign of a good team. Whatever sport you play, whatever this, this translates to any sport you ever play. If you win big and you lose small and you, you know, you're going to be a really good team, most likely over a large sample size, this team has played really well. I I don't want people to sit here and say, you know, oh, well, they're not going to win the finals or anything. You know, Knicks fans, I want you guys to be prepared to hear stuff like that because people are mad that they were wrong about the Knicks, right? You know, coming into the year, you know, first thing was, you know, Jalen Brunson's overpaid. The next thing was, you know, they have, you know, they're, they're not, they're good, but they're not going to stay good forever. Then, you know, they had that rough stretch and it's like, well, the Knicks are, back in, you know, that kind of, uh, that hell of purgatory. Um, and now the Knicks are really good and people don't really know what to say other than, well, they're not going to win the finals. It, I think that coming into this year, winning the and, finals was you not know, something. Shout out Kendrick to, Perkins. Kendrick Perkins I, has been giving the Knicks love all year. So shout out Kendrick Perkins. He's been giving the Knicks yep. love all year. Absolutely. And, you know, end of the day, I, I look at this roster, I look at this team, I look at how they've played and, this team is playing really good basketball. Defensively, they're doing better, right? I, I don't think – I think the defense is definitely something – the perimeter defense is something that you're going to be concerned about in a postseason series against a team that's better than you, right? But in a postseason series against a team that's better than you, especially in the NBA, typically you're not – you're, like, heavily favored against, right? You know, you're like, you're not going to walk into a Boston series and it's going to be close odds. Boston's going to be pretty heavily favored to win that series. Um, but, you know, if you're entering a series against Brooklyn or Cleveland or, you know, Miami, you know, you have a chance to – get past the first round, which I think is huge. And then number two, you know, we've seen teams that, you know, rely on one, on just a, a, a team that's really hot offensively to get on a deep postseason run. You know, if this team gets the second round or, you know, by some miracle gets an Eastern Conference Finals, this is beyond any expectations anyone could have had for this team. This week's critical for that because if they, if the Knicks go out and get swept over these this next week, you know, the mood kind of changes. The, 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 the feeling around this season, or not the feeling around the season, but the feeling around the Knicks as a playoff team changes, right? But if this team goes out and wins two out of three games, you know, they beat Miami, they beat Brooklyn, let's say they drop the game to Boston, you know, that is a good week. That's more than a good week in my eyes. Maybe maybe you feel differently, but I feel like that's beyond a successful week. That's, that's more than that's I could possibly perfect. Bargain. That's like, I would take that any day of the week. You know, I would love that. And I definitely think, you know, I agree with what you said, you know, that – the, the mood will change if they were to get swept in the playoffs. Not not playoffs, I'm sorry, in the uh, in the series right here. But, you know, I definitely think, you know, going forward, let's say let's say the Knicks get in the playoffs, right? I, I honest me personally, I'm gonna get in a little opinionated here, but I think I like their chances against like Philly and Cleveland. I like their chances against them because they've seemed to handle them, those two teams especially really well in the regular season. And, you know, I know they're two and two against Philly, but really they should be three and one. They had they had that bad game against Philly a couple weeks ago where they blew that 
that third quarter big lead or whatever. I definitely think though, like, you know, I like their chance against them. Do I, th- will I like definitively say that they'll move past them? I'm not, I can't really say that cause I don't know, but I like their chances. I think they can make it a series. And I don't think they're really an easy out. You know, I don't, I don't think they're necessarily an easy out cause the, the Knicks are going to be one of those teams where like, you're not going to want to play them in the playoffs because they're never out of a game. They always find a way, even if they're down big, they find a way to make it close. They find a way to come back and make it close. Even if they don't complete the comeback, they do make it close and competitive down the final stretch of games, which I definitely think is going to, I definitely think other teams need to kind of take notice of that and see like, you know, this team is like not no slouch. This is, this is a team that can make some serious noise if they get all their pieces clicking. At the end of the day, like, dude, this team is like, this team is not a team you want to play in the postseason. I'm sorry. You mentioned Philadelphia. I'm, no no disrespect to the 76ers. They don't want to run into the Knicks in the first round. You want Brooklyn. I, I'd even say you might want Miami. Like, you don't want the Knicks right now. You don't, right? This is not a team you want right now. Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson can score with anyone in this league, really. I mean, that's a big thing here, too, right? Going into a postseason series, you know you're going to rely on your star players a lot more. You know you're going to rely on those two guys a lot, right? And if we look at the Atlanta series, you know, they really struggled because Julius Randle wasn't perfect. And Julius Randle not being perfect, was the death sentence of this team, right? But end of the day, if Julius Randle doesn't have a great night, Jalen Brunson's there. If Jalen Brunson has a good night, J- Julius Randle's there. They have two guys who can give you 40 and, and on, a, on a really good night. You know, that tells you something about this team. You know, Emmanuel quickly can come off the bench and, and give you 15, 16, 17, not just 16, 17, you know, by shot chucking, because that's a narrative that I think is so dumb with Emmanuel quickly, right? He can do it very efficiently. Grimes can hit some pretty big threes for you. RJ Barrett seems to turn it on the fourth quarter. Quickly can do it efficiently. And I think a big thing about quickly too is, you know, even if he's having a bad shooting night, he's impactful in every other part of the game. He's moving the ball well. He continues the pace and his defense. He plays great defense. He doesn't just, you know, he doesn't slow down on defense. If he's having an off shooting night, he just continues to turn it up. And I think that's a big thing with him. I think that's a huge thing. You mentioned Grimes too. If Grimes can get his shot going, I know he's he, Grimes has had a bit of a struggle late, but he seemed to get it a little bit going last night. He had a couple threes, so you know if he can get it going too, you know, bring back that nice little two-way sense we have of him, then that'll be another key piece right there. You know, Josh Hart, you know, and Hartenstein's improved rebounding over over this season that I've definitely noticed. He's gotten way more active on the glass, which has been huge, and his defense too has improved. So right now, I mean, like, we, we got a deep squad. So, like, they're not an easy out at all. Not at all. You know, you don't – and like you said, they have two guys you can rely on. The whole argument before was, oh, the Knicks don't have a star. They don't have a star. Right now we have two. <laughs> we have two. We have one that is was an all-star and probably will make an all-NBA team at this point with how he's playing with Julius Randle. Yeah, and, and Jalen Brunson, you know, as who, you mentioned, quite frankly, should have been an all-star, averaging nearly 24 a game and a very efficient number. Yeah, so, and as you mentioned, you know, being you know, a team we have that like has two guys two right there that are high like, scores like that, they're gonna they're gonna be a tough they're gonna be a tough out, man. Uh, you know, I'm gonna give my final thoughts here and hand it off to you to kind of uh, you know see uh, how you feel about this week and, and kind of uh, I guess not predictions per se, but um, you know just kind of a, a feel as to what you know we talked about what a successful week would look like. You know, just what do you how do you think this week plays out? Personally, I view it as I think the Knicks are gonna. I have a weird feel. I have a feeling they're going to lose that game to the Celtics. You know, they've won five straight if you count, you know, the previous the games prior to the All-Star break. The Celtics are a team that's better than the Knicks right now. They've, they're the, you know, they're probably the best team in the East. That's a game you probably drop. 
I think they win against Miami and Brooklyn. I I, I hope I don't sound like I'm a biased extent. I, I think they should be ex- not not saying that they should expect to win big, but they should expect to win. You know, if this is a close game, this team is ready to push themselves. Uh, you know, this team's ready to handle a, a close game, a dogfight against teams that are around their level. You know, you have this. You have the best player on the court in the game against the uh, Nets. The Heat have Jimmy Butler, but you feel like you can get close. You feel like the roster around him isn't good enough to uh, necessarily say that team should that because they have the best player on the court, they should beat you, right? You have the better talent surrounding your best players, so I, I think the Knicks go two and three this week. I think I, I have to agree with you on the Julius Randle thing. I think Randle is going to have a big week this week. He's he's been shooting too well for me to feel like it, it's not his week this week. Mm-hmm, right. And, you know, I kind of, I agree with what you said, you know, they're probably going to drop a game against Boston. I, I, you know, I'd be more than happy if they won that game. Like they, you know, like they beat Boston a few weeks ago, but Boston's a great team. They're first in the East. They're one of the best teams in the NBA. They look poised to go back to the finals. So, you know, when reality sets in, they're just a better team. So, you know, you could expect them to probably take, take down the Knicks um, on Monday night, but uh, you know, I definitely think they can beat Brooklyn and Miami too. I definitely do. They, they handled Miami earlier this season. You know, I know it was a close game at the very end, but they did handle them. And, you know, they just manhandled Brooklyn a few weeks ago. You know, it was a close game through the first three quarters, but then just dominated the fourth quarter. And also, Brooklyn just saw, suffered a really bad loss against the Bulls, like a really bad loss, lost by nearly 50 points at one point in that game. So I think that that game right there might have been a little bit of a wake-up call to, like, Nets fans, like, you know, this is a new reality. We're not, you know, necessarily that big juggernaut squad we were in the beginning of the season when we had Kevin Durant, Gary Irving. So, you know, not necessarily saying the Nets can't do anything, but, you know, they're definitely a weaker version of themselves now than they were a few weeks, you know, before the deadline. So I definitely think, you know, with that settling in still for them, they can definitely, you know, they can definitely handle the Nets again. And Miami too. Miami has, you know, they've been, Miami's above 500, but, it doesn't feel like they are because they've kind of had, they've been very, very inconsistent all season long. They're literally the worst scoring team in the NBA by numbers. They, they average the least amount of points per game at like 108 or something like that. They're one of the worst three point shooting teams in the league. You know, they have Jimmy Butler, they have Bam Adebayo who are great players, but you know, when the supporting cast around them is not playing very strong and quite frankly, being a detriment to them, you know, we, we definitely have the edge in that because we have two stars ourselves that can match up with the, with a uh, Butler and bam. And we have the better supporting cast. We have Hart, we have quickly, we have Barrett, we have Grimes. You know, we have the guys that are definitely capable of, you know, uplifting this team and, you know, getting us over that edge. So yeah, I definitely agree with what you said. I think they go two and one this week with the three game stretch against those big East teams. They're probably going to, you know, they might lose the Boston game. If they can win the Boston game, though, I think that'll be a huge confidence boost because then that'll be like for not only not only for fans per se that, the, you know, they'll have more faith in this team, but the team itself might be like, OK, we are really capable of making some noise if we can take down, you know, one of the best teams in the NBA. Yeah, if this team could you know, punch on our home uh, floor, too, and kind I think of that'll be a big confidence boost Celtics all team around. That is extremely they good. They've like beaten that. the Celtics before. Um, you know, that's if you somehow and I'm not saying this team, you know, if they don't go three, and zero, it's a disappointment. If this team somehow figure out, figures out a way to go three, and zero this week that I think that changes a lot of you ask a lot. We're going to be asking some different questions about the Knicks uh, if this team goes three, and zero. right. If they go three, and oh, you you mean that they're in another eight game win streak. And you also, right. like you say, it changes questions about the Knicks. Now you start thinking, OK, 
is this team actually poised to make like a deep run rather than is this team going to make it out of the first round? Now you start to think, can this team make the Eastern Conference finals? You know, and if if they get really hot, can they even make the finals? You know, this like because if you look to if they do win the three straight, their record, their record will be 38 and 27. For any team, that's a really good record through 65 games in a season. That's a really good record. That's not just like, you know, oh, team got red hot. That's a really good record. That's a sign of, you know, you've been, you're, you're a good team. You're not no, you're not a slouch. You're, you're a great team. So I definitely think, like you said, if they go 3-0, and that changes everything. You know, and I definitely think, you know, you'll start hearing more about the Knicks if they were yeah. to go 3-0. You'll start hearing more about, like, what this team is actually capable of and, like, how far they can really go. You know, it's more than just, oh, the Knicks, you know, they're, they're just going to do, they're just going to, they're just hot right now, but then they won't do anything to play us. No, like if they can, if they can reach like the fifth seed or even the fourth seed, if they get red hot, because they're not that far off the fourth seed, they're only a couple losses behind Cleveland in that fourth seed. So that's also, you know, in our radar too. Right now, you know, fifth seed is right within our reach, but fourth seed is right there as well. So we can definitely make some big noise. I definitely think they're, they're poised to, to get something going if they just continue this this hot stretch they're on right now. Because right now, they're playing all-around great basketball on both ends. You know, they're playing better defensively. And their offense has been ridiculous. They've I saw a thing on ESPN this morning. They said, like, they've scored 115-plus points in, you know, several games in a row now in this winning streak. So they've been – they're scoring yeah, really, absolutely. really high and, numbers. You know, I, I guess the best way really to put it is it this week's a big week. This week is going to change the way you talk about the Knicks potentially uh, for this season. Um, and I'm very excited for what is a high-stakes week. I love it. I love the I love the playoff hunt. I love the chase. I love the excitement, the the, the thrill, getting to see these guys kind of in a pre- more – yeah, absolutely. High pressure environment. Yes, you know, this you is got a this lot going on. So it's definitely uh, going to be something November big to watch. Trying to figure out your rotation. This is do or die for the Knicks. Uh, it feels like, or for not just the Knicks, but the Nets, the Heat. You know, all these teams involved in the playoff race. Oh yeah. And right now we're at full strength too with Mitch Beck. So now it's literally full ahead. It's we're sending out everybody. Absolutely. We're getting best yeah. we can right now. This is this is this is the best look you're gonna have at what the Knicks could be like in the playoffs. This is the best look right here because they're playing three teams that are in that hunt for the playoffs. So this is the best look right here to see like just how, how an, yeah. a Knicks and team at end of the day, you know, I'm very excited. I'm very this excited. Is, and I think a lot of Knicks fans should be very that, excited. See how they Thank would, you guys so much for checking that. us out. We'll, we love that you guys are supporting us. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow the Twitter, Fireside Knicks. Uh, you know, we're doing great things over here at the Knicks. So we've got a lot of new content coming out. So we'll see you guys in the next video and peace out.